everybody. Welcome back. It's one-on-one. Me. Christian Harloff. Hopefully you knew that. Otherwise, why would you click on the show? Um, well, probably because of our guests. Probably not even me. It's nice to have you all back. Thank you guys so much, by the way, for joining me over the last couple of weeks. I've been having a blast having this show back. It's been cool to catch up with people. It's been cool to uh, learn new things and find out about these projects that I didn't really uh, know about and just kind of honestly catch up with friends. Time right now, it's uh, it, it stinks being in quarantine and not being able to be around people and and all that stuff and, and, and regardless my, my guest today is someone i wanted to catch up with for a long time because we were we were thick as thieves kids we were thick as thieves and i'm talking about the great tiffany smith and so tiffany if you guys are old school schmoes fans you know she was our um she was our third co-host ever on schmoes she stuck around longer than most i don't know how she did it but she did she did it, and she uh, and then after that, her and I hosted shows on uh, a show on Fandango together, and we had a really great relationship. It was, it was like a, a brother sister type thing where we would go and we we had a snowball fight once at Sundance. That's all that stuff. It was pretty crazy, but uh, either way, she's kicking ass right now. She uh, she's she's a very successful actress now. She always wanted to do it. She always said she was going to do it. And she did it. It's the type of person she is, and I'm excited to talk to her about what's going down and how she's keeping busy right now, what she's doing. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Tiffany Smith. Hi. You're, you're my- <laughs> so awkward hearing you talk about me, and I'm like, when do I get to come mm-hmm. on? <laughs> I'd much rather have you do it than me introduce myself because that's even more awkward. So Yeah, I know. If you start introducing your things, because you, you've done this transition of like hosting to successful, very successful host to very successful actress. So it's like you still do. You still do hosting, though, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, the, the, here's the thing. I love hosting and I love acting. I don't want to do one exclusively over the other. Right. And the interesting thing has been like during quarantine being home, I mean, they're still hosting. You can do, there's not really much acting that can be done. Um, So I felt really lucky that, you know, during quarantine, I could still do stuff at conventions because, you know, it's like you're talking about going to Sundance or going to conventions. And I mean, we couldn't do any of that stuff this year. So getting to do it virtually was really, really cool and getting to host some panels. So yeah, what'd you host? You hosted, did you host some of the DC stuff? Yeah, I did some stuff for DC Fandom, which was really cool. Um, what? Good one to do. Yeah, it was it was interesting because I feel like it happened after San Diego Comic-Con did all their virtual stuff. Yeah. And so I wasn't sure what it was going to end up like. And then, I mean, the fact that it was 24 hours was so amazing. I think they had like 20,000, um, not 20,000, 20 million viewers or something in the 24-hour period. Like, it was crazy how many people logged in and watched um, but all that content was only up for 24 hours, which is crazy Not, for the amount of content that they put up. They did it right. They did it right because it was one of the, to be completely honest, the other stuff that to me hasn't worked yet, um, like the, the big ones, like even New York Comic Con was okay. And uh, San Diego Comic Con, you know, it was a, there was something kind of fresh and, and new and they showed a lot of stuff at DC, which I thought yeah. was even why it went over as well as it did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's let's talk about you because this is a this is something for other people that don't know. And if you didn't, whether you know Tiffany, or you don't know Tiffany. I want to explore certain things that we never really got a chance to talk about on this show, anyway. And that's um, I'm still not going to talk about dating, Christian. About dating. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, so who are you dating? Now? 
No. Christian since day one, if you know, if you've seen any of our dynamic, he always like tries to talk to people about that kind of stuff. And I've always said behind the scenes, I'm always like, I don't talk about that stuff. You know that, right? And he's like, yeah, I no, know. No personal, <laughs> no personal stuff at all. So how long have you been dating the person that you're you're dating right now? <laughs> uh, moving on. So let's talk about uh, growing up, though. So I mean, for people who didn't know that introduced to Tiffany Smith for the first time, like where where did you grow up? Um, you know, where, where, where were you, where were you born by the way? Uh, so I was born in Santa Monica in California, um, and lived here till I was in about fourth grade. Um, so I'm, I feel like I can say I'm a California native, even though I moved in fourth grade and I've been back out here now for almost 10 years. Um, not 10 years since fourth grade, but like, (laughs) um, we, my family lived out here. My extended family is all out here. Uh, and then I moved to the East coast with my family to Pennsylvania. We lived there for a bit, then Connecticut. Um, I went to college in upstate New York and okay. studied broadcast journalism. Cause at the time, I mean, I wanted to do stuff in entertainment from a really young age, but both of my parents were very, very strict about colleges, get an education and then you can do whatever you want. Um, and so I ended up going to school for broadcast journalism, which I felt like was entertainment related, but mm-hmm. not enough that I could, you know, get a job in PR or communications or something in that realm, but still felt like I was learning how to work in front of a camera. Yeah. Um, and I always tell people that I'm like one of the classes that you have to do at Syracuse um, in Newhouse, because there's so many people in LA from Newhouse, which is awesome. Um, the last semester of your senior year, you have to do a class that's every position on a newscast. Okay. So you have to be the producer. You have to get your own stories. You have to edit. You have to produce everybody else's content. Yeah. Um, then part of the time you're on camera, part of it, you know, you're doing the behind the scenes stuff. So I graduated and having done all of that, I knew how much it takes to make a show work, but I also knew what I wasn't good at. <laughs> right. What, what, what were some of the things you said? No, no, thank you. Um, I don't love telling other people what to do. Yeah. So producing a show where it's like, you're going to do this story. You're going to do this thing. You're going to go do this thing is not my favorite thing. I like being on camera. I like working with a group of people. Um, So I think now, like I'm starting to learn a little bit more about different aspects of producing in entertainment. Um, So maybe I'm not a newscast producer. (laughs) You've been around it. You're also learning the business more and more that that you've been doing it. But I do want to jump back to where you said you're in fourth grade. (laughs) You're Sorry, also, I'm just gonna put it out. I got I got a quarantine dog. He's yes. a foster fail. Um, and he's trying to take a nap, but he's crying a little bit. So I might have to get him out a little bit. But yeah, that's fine. Uh, it was, it was <laughs> making little squeaking noises. Huh? It. Um, he's a rescue, so he's great Pyrenees mixed with he knows I'm talking about him. Can you hear him? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna get him out. Hey, we'll get him. We'll get him. Tiffany Smith is getting uh, her dog, by the way. And who, it's gonna get worse if I don't let him out. That's who, the problem. Who's surprised that Tiffany got a dog? I'm not. Come here, Loki. And Loki, of course. Who is surprised that, uh, that it's? Ooh. Oh wow, he's pretty big. Say hi, Loki. He's big. Hello, 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 hello Bubba. Um, he's five months old. Oh wow, <laughs> that dog's gonna be huge. Yeah, he's gonna be big. Let me see his paws. Uh, show me his paws. Look at let's show me your feetsies. Oh yeah, that's a big dog. He's still teething. Um, yeah, he's teeth around the apartment, which is really interesting and fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was gonna foster him. So okay. I was like, I'm home all the time. Um, and I was by myself for so long that I'm like, it would be nice just to have someone to like 
talk to, even if it's a dog yeah. or like hug me when I can't touch people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I brought him home and had him for like a week. And I was like, how do I adopt this dog now? Um, my parents are obsessed with him. Everybody loves him, which is great. And, you know, it's been good because I feel like I get to be home and train him, which under normal circumstances, like, you know what our schedules are like when yep. we weren't in quarantine. It's like, I would never have been able to be home and trained him. And he probably is going to be like between 60 and a hundred pounds. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to make sure he's really well behaved now. So that way when he's that big, he's even more well behaved. Smart. We thought about doing one, getting one for the kids also. Um, and still am thinking about it. It's um, it's just, it's a lot easier when you don't, you know, it's just a yeah. lot. Of, so this, there's two kids plus a dog. It's like, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Um, I got him from the LaBelle Foundation. So if anyone is watching and they do want to rescue, um, the LaBelle Foundation does mostly puppies, which is great. Oh, um, if you want a puppy, I, puppies yeah. are, they have other dogs too, but it's a lot of puppies that they start with. So he was um, found like out in a field and oh, just needed a home. So if you want to check them out, they're on Instagram. It's awesome. Look at that. And fate, foster for a little while. And fate put him in the Smith Lord's uh, company. How about that? It's true. It's Blood. true. I literally, You'll laugh, but literally on my way there, I was like, God, universe, just give me whichever dog is the right dog for me. Because yeah. I didn't, you don't pick the dog when you're going to foster, really. Like you tell them about your space and like what you can accommodate. And, you know, I got there and was like, I mean, I could end up with like, I don't know what. And she's right. like, here's this puppy. I was like, okay, great. Cool. Bye. <laughs> out with them and then you fell in love with them that's that's probably and they they bank on that probably too yeah. they bank on on whether or not the the, the foster people are going to fall in love and, and that's probably what happens so hard not to. but anyway to jump back talking about you yeah. though <laughs> loki's great but when we um when you were fourth grade and that's i mean that's that's tough that's what uh 10 years old or something along those lines uh that's take. not that, not the kind of stuff i remember but yes it was young i was young give or take 10 or 11 years old so enough to you remember it and so you so your parents move you and i don't know was it because you of work and stuff your parents yeah. job so the parents jobs and and you have how many how many you have one sister or how many one, I have one older sister okay one older sister and how much older is she we're four years apart okay shoot so she's even she's even that's even tougher i guess for her she's yeah. 15 years old or whatever it is and so you guys move how do you guys handle that move as kids do you remember were you cool with it did you was it a <laughs> no i remember and i like joke about it now because you know this is so not me we moved to hershey pennsylvania and i remember being in the car with my parents and being like if it doesn't snow on christmas i'm gonna hate you forever because yeah. <laughs> that was like that was the, the selling point yeah, it was like the selling point. Oh, you'll get snow days. It'll snow. It's the East Coast. It'll be great. Um, and I ended up really enjoying it. And the cool thing was because I had such good friends at a young age out here, a couple of them actually came out to visit. Like we were at an age, I think it was fifth or sixth grade, where okay. our parents were okay with like sending two of my best friends from California. They got on a plane and came to spend time with us That's on the nice. East Coast. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, but even when so you have your friends that from the West Coast that come visit. But how hard is it at at first to to kind of fit in? To you know, did did you fit in very well? Was it easy because you? I, I mean, I don't know. I know that I changed significantly from when I was younger. Uh, yeah. 
with me now, but I don't know if, if that's the same for you. You always, from the day that I met you, you were pretty easygoing. Uh, you know, it, you have a very warm personality. People wanted to kind of get to know you and, and talk about, was it always like that or was it tougher when you were kind of growing up? Um, I, it's weird because like, I remember when I was younger and we'd go in places, I never wanted to ask people questions. Mm. Like if I needed to go to the bathroom, we were at the mall. My mom would be like, you need to go find someone to ask. Cause I just never wanted to do it. I don't know what my deal was, but I didn't like talking to people that I didn't have to initially. Um, and I think because I, my mom was like, no, you need to be, be comfortable. Like go up and ask someone a question. If you have one, um, that kind of opened me up more, but then also, I think because I did move so much, I always, Loki too. Um, Hey buddy. Sorry. Um, I always kind of had to immediately get comfortable talking to new people. And now looking back, I'm so thankful for it because I think it does like, you know, with us hosting things, like you never know who you're going to be talking to. Um, And now I'm at a place where it's like, well, at least from all that, I know I'm going to have something in common with almost everyone. Like, you just have to find out what it is. Um, you got to go through your data bank and, <laughs> yeah. and find certain things. Like, okay, that person does that. I, I remember this yeah. when I did something. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I, I genuinely have an interest in people. I like yeah. people. And I don't know if it's because I I was almost forced to talk to people more when I was younger and I didn't want to. Um, or if it was always there. Um, but I've always been like a curious person. So talking to people and making friends has never been too, too hard. Um, just because I, I love people. So it wasn't that tough. Like when you, I I definitely wasn't like in the cool kids group. Um, I, my mom's a teacher. And so I definitely was like, school is so important. Hey buddy. Was she a teacher at your school? No, no. Uh, When I was a lot younger, I did tell a teacher one time, though, that I didn't have to learn in class because I'd just go home and my mom would teach me. (laughs) Well, and my mom was like, we can't really be mad because it's smart. Hey, buddy. Right. Um, And what about your sister, though? Did your sister find friends? And uh, because that's that's harder for like a 15, 16 year old kid to to go and do that. Yeah. I mean, she, it was one of those things where we were four years apart. So we weren't as close when we were younger. Like we were, we've always loved each other, obviously, but not like friend hangs. It was like sisters when we're younger and now we're best friends. Isn't that um, crazy though? Because it's like, it, not, not, not that, not that you guys weren't close, but because I was talking about this four years apart, like now, like today, that's nothing. But four yeah. years when you're a kid, that's like, might as well be 30 years. Yeah. It's just yeah. so different, like things that your circle of friends, the things that you're interested in. It's so radically different. Like my kids are about five and a half, a little over five and a half years apart. And right now, you know, of course, it's like the three year old running around and the and the the eight, almost nine year old can play with her and stuff, too. But they're not even in the same world and they won't be for years. Yeah. I mean, I think that was it took a while for us to get there. And then now it's like you said, it's like four years is nothing. Right. Um, and I definitely did try and play with them a lot more younger, yeah. um, where I would, you know, show up places. My sister would be like, no, you cannot play with us. Like we don't want you to hang out with us. But if anything bad happened or if I needed her, like my sister was the first one to defend me. It right. didn't matter what the age difference was. Um, so I think it, I mean, 
I give so much credit to my parents because I think that my mom and dad both have always said like, you're always going to have your sister. Like yeah. you are always going to have each other. Yeah. So whatever that relationship looks like. And I say this because I definitely like, she used to hold me back with her hand cause I couldn't reach her. And I was like trying to fight her. This is when I was really young. Mm-hmm. And so I also remember one time <laughs> she like, we'd come home from school and it was just the two of us, you know, and uh, she was in charge cause she was older than me. Right. And I just remember one time I was so frustrated because she was bossing me around and I like legitimately bit her. Oh no. <laughs> Not like drew blood or anything yeah. because I couldn't, I was like, I can't hit her cause she'll hold my head yeah. back. And I think that was when my parents was like, uh, this, some, you guys need to, you're only going to have each other for always. Like, so work on this. Um, and it, it's like, we're literally like today, um, she runs a fitness company, uh, called fit style by Shayna. And so I've been doing a workout program with her. So we've been Zooming every oh. week with her and a couple other women. Um, so it's really awesome. I mean, now I'm, it, we can joke and. Yeah, of course. <laughs> also, this is like, just like anecdotes from Shayna and Tiffany. When I was really little, because I don't know why she said this or where she learned this from, but she was like, you should just appreciate that you're such a cute kid because she was like, you only get to be cute for half your life. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. When does it stop? I don't. Well, I guess it's supposed to be when your half half of your life is over. I don't know. Okay. Um, and now I joke with her about it. And I'm like, where did that even come from? She's like, I have no idea. Yeah, my, my buddy, Steve Simone, is a comedian. He talks about um, this great story. He ta- tells about how him and his brothers are very close now. But when they were his younger brother, but his, his older, excuse me, was like the like the bully out of the three of them, right? To, to them, not not to the kids, to them. And he would like kind of dominate them. He was mean to them. And like they had these video game uh, fights and wars. And then they were both beating, all three of them were beating the crap out of each other. And at the end, after, uh, <laughs> after Steve and his oldest brother get into a fight, the oldest says, well, you know what? You were adopted. And he told me these things that he said to him, and he's like, he goes, for years I thought I was adopted. Um, oh my gosh, I mean, that's, but, yeah. He has these, but he has a great conversation about how it turned positive, and he said, you know what? And, and it made him go, you know what? One day I am going to adopt people. Uh, and this whole, he had this whole great conversation about it. it's a great bit for anybody who wants to go check out Steve Simone uh, on Storytime. But um, that's, that's, awesome. that's another one on one. But you know, getting back to you, I had the I had the pleasure of meeting your parents many times. Um, and your dad was a was was an old school schmoes no fan yeah. talk all the time with him and you know and you hear about stories from people when they talk about their parents and in general and you talked about how your parents had insult just so much that you've learned in life and you could see it when you meet them they're really good people they're still together right yep how many years are they married so happily married um oh god ish give me ish in a range what is it shoot anniversary it's like 40 something. It's a lot of years. And yeah. and, yeah. It's, and it's still it's a, so and you've talked about this too. There uh, you you come from you come from a mixed family. Yeah. Which is and that's another reason another thing I was curious about because I'm going from like Santa Monica to, to Virginia. Is that what you said? No, uh Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, I'm sorry, Pennsylvania. So was did you run into any of that kind of stuff like people being dicks to you because of, of race or or you were you were okay? Uh mm-hmm. I think 
my parents probably, I mean, yeah. definitely did experience a lot more than I did. Um, moving, because, moving the air, or you're just saying in general? In general. I mean, they got married in the seventies in California and still, I mean, there's stories that have stuff that happened here where it's like, this is California. Like it's not supposed to happen even in the seventies, but you're like, when you think about that stuff, it's, I mean, obviously it's still happening now, right. but um, yeah, they, with everything going on in the world right now, lately, like I've been able to have some really like more candid conversations with them and stuff, because I think a big thing, I mean, it's like, you know, cause you have kids where it's like, you always want your kids experience to be better than yours was. And so I think a lot of my childhood was my parents being like, we're not good. You're not going to experience any of the stuff that we did. Um, and keeping us as like protected and educated as they possibly could. And right. so I grew up, almost not even realizing that the fact that I was mixed was different or might be seen as weird. You know, um, I just always thought like, this is my mom, this is my dad. And like, when I was really small, we, we went on a family trip to Hawaii and this couple came up to my parents and were like, we just wanted to say, it's so nice. You adopted these two little Hawaiian girls. And my parents were like, um, no, no, there are right. Yes, Loki. Yeah. Um, She's like, they're ours. And she's like, no, we understand. It's so sweet. Um, and she was like, this is my husband. And these are my daughters. <laughs> like, um, so it's just, I mean, hey, sorry. He is wanting attention right now. Um, but yeah, so it was, I, I feel very lucky that I didn't have a ton of negative experiences. Um with, like I said, being multiracial, right. um, if anything, and this is probably just my like mentality because I always look for the silver lining, but it it's always been really nice for me, like with traveling and stuff, because people will generally assume what I, I'm whatever they are right. and are super kind. And I mean, we've talked about it, but like I'm, I'm Creole. So I'm French, Black, Spanish, Native American, Sicilian, Irish. So it's not just I'm biracial, I'm multiracial. And so it's an interesting spot even to be in with where we are in the world now too. Cause I'm like, I, I, I feel like I'm a physical embodiment of like the gray area. If that yeah. makes sense. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I don't experience certain extremes on either end. Um, but I I try my best to be the yeah. best version that I yeah. can be. Well, that's why I asked. That's why I asked. I remember we ha we've had many of those conversations in the past. Um, never, I don't, not too much on the air, but uh, and and because not only the positivity and because your parents have gone through those types of situations in their lives, and I'm sure that that today today's culture is, is bringing up a lot of probably painful memories for them. But um, but the other thing is that you come from a very you come from um a place of faith, and I had um. I had Paul Walter Hauser on not too long ago, and we were talking. And he's also he his dad was uh, is um, um, a pastor and comes from a family of it. And and I actually thought of you uh, inside of his conversations of of how how much like faith is is something to him and how his relationship with God and and I and what I always admire about you is that because you have a very uh, you're very strong. Uh, faith-based and and very religious and you never from as long as i've ever seen never never pushed it on anyone never pushed it on anybody i appreciate it. i i will it's what's interesting is i think that 
over the over the years of my life. Like I have refigured like what is spirituality to me? Like I would never call myself religious anymore. Okay. Um yeah. because I think that's more of a for me at least religiousness is like I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z at these times. I do it religiously. I go to a church service on these days at this time. And it works for a lot of people. Um, but I, that, Tiff, has that changed? How, when, when has that changed? Um, what would you say? Probably like the last, like, I mean, the last couple of years, at least, okay. at least like, okay, I would say like six or seven. I mean, I, I what's interesting is like, I think that the older that I get, the more I see that there is um, so much overlap in so many religions. And for me, it consistently comes back to love. Um, that like, if I, because of the place that we're in in the world right now, I don't find it to be something that I would want to label myself as a Christian because I'm like, there's so much that is not positive about that right now. Like I do, I follow and see things that are in the Bible that Jesus said and did that are awesome. Absolutely. Um, but it's gotten so twisted and manipulated and used in weird ways and things that I totally don't agree with. So it's, it's one of those things where I, I, I will always talk with people about faith and spirituality, but I think it's something that is so, you can't put labels on it because it's not like saying you're a Christian means so many different things to so many people Yeah, or saying you're religious or saying you're spiritual. Um, so for me, it's like, I believe there is something greater than us that you know, loves us unconditionally and uh, is inside of me, inside of you, inside of everything. Um, I didn't know we were going to talk about this today, Christian. Sorry. (laughs) This is, this is the type of show. I mean, this is what the show is. It just, it's a conversation. I just like to have conversations with people in general that are interesting. uh, And that that's interesting to me because I, like, like I said, I, I think I know you pretty well, but I didn't know that. I didn't know. And because everything that you just said is pretty much how that's what I believe in. That's what I believe. I believe in an energy. I believe in I I will never say that is that something is not true because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's what isn't true. I could not agree with you more that I think that people exploit um, that, you know, the the fundamentals of what Christianity is about and what it should be is is wonderful. And the message behind it. But uh, I think that not just Christianity, a lot of religions are are exploited when you have an organized religion, sometimes it's really hard because there's people who, I think what changed for me is that I really started asking myself questions consistently where it was like, well, why do I believe this? Or why do I think this thing? Or when I say this and someone else hears it, that's not the same, then how, how does that make them feel? And if I really am following Jesus or like looking at Jesus as a mentor or whatever you want to call it, it's like, well, I don't, I don't think that the way love is described, it's going to make anyone feel less than, or feel like they're wrong, you know? Um, so for me, it's just kind of like, I, I'm in a growth and learning place all the time. Um, and I think that spirituality is one of the best ways to do it. And, you know, like I pray and I meditate, but to me, it's like, they're all the same thing, like prayer, meditation, even working out, or like going surfing or going for a run, that's can be a form of prayer or meditation. Yeah. So, but so, all right, so let's, let's, we got to jump into this because this has been, I know there's not a video of it, but we have to talk about it. Let's talk about the, let's talk about the girl band. Let's, oh, let's, 
let's talk about your how did that when did that so for people who didn't know tiffany was uh she was you're kind of uh were you going after a pop uh singer career as a kid were you in a, well, how did that come about and where did it come about was it california or, or was it uh, when um, you so it was on the it was in new york on the east coast okay. and i i wanted to be a singer for a really long time i did voice lessons all that kind of stuff and then um it got to a place where i recorded a demo i was writing songs and ended up probably now i can't even remember it was probably like freaking craigslist that i like applied to some like group oh. that was looking for new members and were you I, out of, were you out of the house at this point were you in college yeah 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 okay um and i like kind of joke that it's like it was before that band Danity Kane that P Diddy put together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was like they were trying to kind of put together like um, girls from all over the world, like five girl group band kind of thing. Um, and I was so excited about it with development deal. We were writing, we were taking dance classes together and stuff. And then it got to a place where uh, they were only recording some of the girls going in and mm -hmm. not telling everybody else. Uh, and like, I think at some point they might've told me they wanted me to say I was younger than I was. Mm. Um, and, and to me just being who I am, I'm like, I don't want to start my career on like lies. Yeah. Like if we're starting here, I'm going to have to carry this on for forever. It's like, no, I, this is not so you I don't want someone else to tell me what I'm supposed to be like as Tiffany Smith. Cause it's like right. as an actor, or as a host, I still get to dictate that and acting is, you know, yes, when I take on a role, but that's, I'm taking on a role. I'm not Tiffany Smith doing what taking on some personality characteristics that someone else is telling me to do yeah. with my signing of what they, what they think you should be and what you should look yeah. like, what you should wear. Yeah. You got out of it before it got too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. For me, it was, I like talking to people and acting more. Um, so it obviously kind of sucked at the time. Cause I was like, man, we were so close. Yeah. Um, How long were you in that for? Uh, I want to say we probably worked on it for about like a year, eight months. So not like a crazy amount of time. A long time. That's, that's, yeah. just, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So then, then when you're in New York, did you have a good college experience? Did you know that you were coming back to California when you were in college? No. Mm -mm. I mean, I, college was great. Yeah. I, like I said, I, my education that I got there, I am so thankful for because I majored in broadcast journalism. I studied, I minored in the music industry because that was around the time when I was like, oh, I can learn about contracts. So then I can write my own and sign my own contracts. Right. Um, and it, like I said, broadcast journalism was great. I made some wonderful friends that I'm still really close with and definitely have been Zooming with um, over the holidays, not holidays. I keep calling it holidays sometimes. It, it feels like a crazy groundhog day, yeah. uh, messed up, bad holiday, good holiday, strange holiday. It's 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 bizarre. It's like the longest yeah. vacation ever that no one wanted. It's true. It, the, I keep going back to that. It feels like groundhog day. Yeah. It is like there are days where I wake up and I'm like, feed the dog, walk the dog, same sit thing on the couch, yes. feed the dog, walk the dog on the couch <laughs> I'm, jealous. I'm jealous of all of you that that are you, as as much as you're like i was just talking to, to kate mulligan about this who is also she's got kids and it's like it, it we don't have it that easy we don't have it that easy here's what i will say though yeah i had to get a dog because i was by myself sure like, and as as 
great, I'm sure as that sounds at times for people who have like a partner or kids. Yeah. It's it it's so weird when you're like, wait, I haven't hugged in like yeah. I mean, I started quarantining pretty strictly back in March. Yeah. Um, so it's like I didn't hug another person for a really long time or just like be in the same vicinity with someone. Um, so it's like the grass is always greener kind of thing. Yeah, like, no, I mean, I, 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 I joke. I mean, I, I, when I was talking to my wife about it too, it's like, we, this is the most, because I was working, going to the office and traveling and stuff too, that it, this is the most, and I've been able to spend a lot of time with both my kids and, and my wife. And I get to, and I get to watch them grow up. Unfortunately for them, they're growing up in the house. They're not growing up at school and doing these things and and granted it's only been it's it's almost a year but it's still it's a lot of time for for kids you know but uh but still i'm not gonna tell you that i wouldn't like to sleep till 10 o'clock in the morning as opposed to 6 30 every morning you know and, and so yeah i mean yeah. yeah anybody who got a dog during or puppy during quarantine is not doing that true but you could both take naps. But you uh, both take naps yeah yeah it's true <laughs> <laughs> he's probably sleeping right now or getting close to doing it yep yeah, sit next to me. I'm sure he's starting to. Pa- now that he got out of the the pen, he's he's ready to have a snack and then crap out. Um, yeah. but all right. So then you you so you're not sure. How does G four? How does how does G four that whole thing? How does that come attack the show? How does that yeah. come about? So I moved to New York and I didn't right after college and I didn't think I was gonna audition or do stuff because it I kind of was like I need to get a regular job like work and get a paycheck and I don't want audition. It's too scary. Yeah. So I worked in a modeling agency for a little while. I was a booking agent's assistant. And then I was like, no, I actually do want to start auditioning for stuff. Um, and so I worked at a gym okay. for a while, which I still, this is like one of the highlights. It was a gym in uh, on the Upper East Side. And Obama came in like before oh, really? he was president. Yeah. Um, and I, I did, everyone was like, oh my gosh, Barack Obama's here. I was like, what, what? Um, so that was, that was really cool. Um, but I, I worked there and started auditioning for stuff. And then I ended up booking, um, I worked for Ford for a while and did the car shows. So I grew up going to the car shows with my dad. And so those took me different places in the country and one of them being Los Angeles. So every time I came out to LA, I was like, okay, I'm going to meet with the agents. I'm going to do everything that I can. I'm going to meet with people at G4 if they'll see me. Right. And Fortunately, like through connections and work and blah, 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 I was able to. And they kind of were like, you're great. You like comic books. You're, you know, the same. You're you're definitely the audience for us. Um, but they were like, we can't really do anything unless you're living out here. Because it was, it was right around the time when Olivia Munn was leaving the show. And before that, they were having people come in to do the feed, but they weren't having people come in to co-host. Um, and so it, it was one of those things where I'm like, God, universe, synchronicity, everything lining up perfectly that I, I could move back out here. Mm-hmm. And there was opportunity on G4 for me, um, which to this day, I'm like, it's the coolest. And I'm so thankful that I got to be part of that crew because it's like, I still, I'll still book jobs and people will be like, you were on G4. Like, oh. it's, I mean, it's such a cool, and I'm Blair Herter is a good friend and Allison yeah. Hayslip and Jessica Chobot and, you know, so I'm always still around a bunch of those people. Um, they're, coming, yeah. and they're coming back, apparently. Yeah. The show yeah. You, have you have you had any conversations? Um, I I don't really know what's going. I mean, I I've chatted with Blair because we're friends. Yeah. Um, but I don't know crazy details or anything. I'm 
I'm definitely down to like do anything that I can to work with them again. Cause it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I look back and it's so weird, but I'm like my whole social media, like everything I learned about social media was pretty much from the time when I started working at G4. Cause no. I remember I would do attack of the show and do the feed and I would leave the show and then sit in my car or as soon as I got home and tweet back to every single person that tweeted at me. Yeah. Um, because the fans of that show were so dedicated and so sweet and welcoming and kind. And, you know, it's, it's so cool that, you know, I can look at how much I've grown and all the different things I've done. And there's still, there's still fans that will be like, I started watching you on G4 or I started watching you on Schmoes Now yeah, um, cool. and seeing the different things. And I'm like, I just, it blows my mind that people are that excited and caring to want to like follow what I'm doing, which is, it, it makes oh, me really I also, this says a lot about you, you know, it's the fact that where, why, why I think that Mark and I responded to you the way that we did, because that, because you're with well, the G4 thing was like 2010, 2011. Is that, is that around this? Yeah, yeah, I think like 2011 ish. I think Because you and I met in 2012. So yeah. we were, we were at an audition. It was me. It was me, you and Mark together. And, and we always, it was, and it was a girl from the Hills, right? It was this girl from the what hill. Her name? Uh, was it was Spencer Pratt's sister. Okay, so and I remember that we were and we were, and I think she was fine. I think she was yeah. fine. She was she was fine on the audition, but um, I just remember the three of us hitting it off, and I think that we were all rep by the same uh, by by Marky at the time. Yeah. Yep. So Marky Costello. So um, I had said to Mark because I remember at the time that Katie Sackoff was, she was, you know, in and out. Katie was the host at the time and she was kind of in and out because of obviously she was, she was working all the time. Yeah. So I said to Mark, I was like, let's, let's bring that girl Tiffany in, man. She, she seemed to vibe pretty well. And then I think you just came in for like a spot and yeah. you just vibe. Did you, did you think that we were idiots from the start? <laughs> um, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know. I love talking about movies and TV yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like, Whatever the audition was for, I'm sure we were talking about movies and television. Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. But it was like, if if I meet people and we can talk about that stuff and they're as excited as me, especially if it's like anything geeky related, then even better. Right. Um, so I feel like when we met on the audition, I was like, these guys are cool. And I was like, oh, you have a podcast? Awesome. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, which is kind of even still the phase that I'm at now where it's like, yeah. if someone is cool that I meet and they're like, I have a podcast, I'm like, cool. Well, because back then, and remember back then there were there weren't hardly any video podcasts. There were yeah. very few, and there certainly weren't a lot in in, in that space for yeah. like two hour like live shows. So it was, yeah. it was different. It was different. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was like, I think, I think I felt like when we met that time, I was like, even if this other show doesn't happen, like maybe we could all do something together. Yeah. Um, and so Little yeah. Did you I, know. What? Little did you know. I know. I know. Um, and then I did the show, and it was just fun and funny and free and you know um i think that i i go back to this all the time that it's not it's not that schmoes had fake characters yeah but we all had personalities and it was like you fall you're this category you're this thing you're yeah. this thing yeah. like a sitcom you know and i think so many times like that's what so many people try to do and it happened really naturally for all of us that it was like, yeah, I'm the kid sister that's like, ew, I don't want to talk about that. Like, yeah. um, but I still am one of the boys in a lot of ways too. Hundred uh, percent. That was what people didn't understand, and I'm so glad that you said that. Was that 
even though there were those things inside, we all knew how to play it up and play heighten those personalities. Like, and you, to your credit, you were so great about like, you knew exactly what I wanted with the whole Finstock thing. Like, like, cause that, that entire thing when you, cause you weren't there for when he debuted. So when he yeah. did and he showed up, it was a natural reaction to who is it? Who is this? Yeah. But you guys got along very well. You like, I remember when there was pictures of you guys playing like ping pong together and like, because you, that dynamic with the two of you wouldn't have worked if you didn't like him in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And people well, didn't. Because it's like, I mean, so I, I, it's weird because I know for a time I was kind of like a, not reviewer. I've never been a reviewer. I've been more of like a, I'll do drunkets and things, yeah. but I'm going to, I can find something positive in almost anything. Yeah. <laughs> like I will try my hardest. Um, so with him, it was one of those things where it's like when I met who he actually is, I'm like, he's great. He's a yeah. cool dude, interesting guy. This other guy, right? The mask guy is yeah. disgusting, and I hate him. <laughs> and then and then he proposed to you, which is one of the greatest moments ever. It was so good. And then you and then you returned the favor, and you did it uh, the, a year later when you you and Campia were were teammates. So, <laughs> Uh, it was a lot of great moments, a lot of fun moments yeah. on that show for sure. I mean, because you were with us for quite a while, and yeah. then, um, and then after you went off to kind of start doing your own thing, someone's going to start uh, doing the uh, bushes in my studio. So, <laughs> but you started doing your own thing and 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 just building up your uh, your resume and getting other other gigs, and and then we found our way back to each other when we were doing the Fandango show, the movie threesome show, which that show was like one of the highlights of my career. I loved doing that show. It was so much fun because we would just do these silly, silly games with each other. And it was refreshing because you didn't have to learn the other person. You know what I mean? Yeah. We knew each other immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think it's, it's, it's when you're doing hosting or acting, there's sometimes where chemistry is so easy. Yeah. Um, and there's other times where it's like, you can't, you can have, immediate chemistry but it's hard to build a chemistry just from knowing someone for a long time where it's like i know what your buttons are and you know what some of mine are and like if you want to have a reaction to this or like you know you know i'll want to do some silly instagram thing or right. um i i just feel like it's it's rare to get to work with people for that long yeah. in this industry um and not have it be, oh, we started on this show together. So it was cool to get to go into movie threesome having already had a relationship as friends and worked working together on the podcast, then going into this show, which I I love movie threesome. I even though I lost like every single bet. Oh yeah, you can't you can't people don't realize that you can't bet against me because I know that I'm not a joke. Yeah. This is why I don't do any trivia and I don't okay. do any well, I want to let you know you are gonna be coming back to the movie trivia promoter next season as a full time competitor, no? No. Okay. No. <laughs> That's no. not confirmed. That's not. Um, but you know, anyway, yeah, I, I agree with you. We had we had a lot of good laughs. It was a lot of fun. We got to do, like we said, we got to do Sundance. Do you remember when you and I at when we were at Sundance? We interviewed a lot of great people uh during Sundance, but when we got a chance to talk to Diego Luna and he had just filmed Rogue One and we were talking to him on the stairwell. Do you remember that? Yes. Was, we were like, Can you tell us anything? anything. Just anything. <laughs> and he, he didn't really tell us anything at all. It was yeah, it was great. Like, I, mean, I feel like it's all you want is the person's face to look super excited, and that's what he did. It's like yeah. 
Yeah. How can you not make that face when you're talking about Star Wars? It's true. Have you are you loving the Mandalorian like I am, or or? Yeah, I loved them. I mean, there were episodes that I didn't love as much, but overall, I loved it. Like, oh, so much can't wait for it. To it come. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, they're like. That's been a quarantine thing. I've been watching so much television. Like, yeah. I made a list of what I've binge watched, and it was a little embarrassing because it was just too many. Um, but uh, I, yeah, Mandalorian. I rewatched. But if anyone has never watched this show, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Black Sails. Cobra Kai. No, Black Sails. Cobra Kai. Have you watched? No. Cobra? You mean no? Have you watched Cobra Kai? I'm saying my recommendation. I'm asking you if you watched Cobra Kai. No, I haven't watched. You Cobra have Kai. to watch Cobra Kai. You love I, Cobra. Kai. Yeah, I know. One of my friends was just telling me that I should watch it. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was finishing. I've been in a deep dive on Star Trek because um, I did the original series, then Next Generation. Now I'm watching Deep Space Nine, and then I was rewatching Discovery because I wanted to get caught up for. Um, I can't, I can't do the Star Trek. Just can't do it. None yeah. of it. I mean, uh, the it's funny because I liked J.J. Abrams Star Trek. I, li- I I I even like Into Darkness, and I actually thought the third one that he didn't do uh, Beyond. I thought it was the most Star Trekky, obviously out of, out of the three of them. Um, and I actually really enjoyed that one. I liked Sophia Butella in that one. Um, but no, I mean, I think the movies are so they're very different than the series. Like I grew up watching Star Trek with my family. Yeah. Um, it was so funny because I was talking to my mom yesterday and she's like, you her one of her best friends, she's like, you know, we used to watch the show together and talk on the phone during the episodes of the original series when it was rerunning. Yeah. Um, but I was like, no, I didn't know that, mom. And then it was like we'd start talking where it was like I, we watched the next generation together as a family, you know. And now rewatching all the episodes, I'm like, even the original series, I'm like, it was so, it was the first interracial kiss on network television. Like, right. that's insane. There yeah. was so much stuff in that show that they, I'm shocked that they were allowed to do and talk about. Um, and I think that's what the TV series does a lot more. Um, that there's just a lot of things where it's like, I don't know, speaks to society and how people interact with each other. and makes you question things about yourself that I don't know if I get that as much when I watch the movies as right. I do the TV series. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just, I just never responded to it, but I, I am with you. I've watched more stuff, obviously through quarantine things. I rewatched Cobra Kai again, yeah. uh, and watched all of that, watched all that, but I've been watching movies, checking things out. I started Vikings, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, heard, a good one. Yeah. That one's a good one. Um, we, I mean, I'm tr- trying to, Go through all the things. Oh, you know what I watched? And I've been talking about this show. You, you have, I assume you have HBO Max. Yeah. Love Life with Anna Kendrick. Have you seen this show? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. It's. I. Nobody knows about it. It's a what real. Is it? So Paul Feig uh, produced it, right? And okay. it. It's just. It's like. It's really kind of like a modern day Sex in the City, but not not as raunchy. Um. And well, there are some raunchy scenes in it, but it's it's not it's not overly raunchy. But it, it's her journey from i think like 2012 is when we first meet her and the kind of the relationships and each episode only like half an hour episodes mm-hmm. and each episode is like a relationship that she had and how it and eventually get to the end and I, this does not seem like a show that it would be for me um and my wife wanted to watch it and i just wound up falling in love with it by the by the time we got to the end she's like what do you want to watch and i go what do you think we're gonna watch that we're gonna finish yeah. your show um and it was really good and anna kendrick is phenomenal in it and it got it got no marketing whatsoever check it out 
because it's 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 really good. It's on it's on HBO Max called Love Life. Um, anyway, so the big thing that we're talking about when you when you go from having because you were I mean you were doing everything whether it was DC stuff and you were doing red carpets you were doing Marvel stuff I mean you were everywhere as far as hosting went um, and then you really started to kind of kick your heels into acting and. And you know, and I and I saw your face when I said that you were doing you're really successful in acting. You're like, yeah, and I was like, you are. You're doing really great things because no, from what you did to transition in, and then you got that whole arc on Supernatural. Like the whole episode was about you. Uh, you, I mean, the majority of it. Like you were in a lot of how. Did, how did that Supernatural episode come about? Um, Supernatural was. I mean, I just auditioned. Yeah. Like, uh, I auditioned for it and then I think I found out a day or two later that I booked it and then I was in Toronto I mean not Toronto in Vancouver for two weeks um which was awesome and I I was a fan of the show but definitely not like rabid um but getting to do it and obviously like you know me with research that it's like as soon as I got it I was like I'm watching every bit of this show that I possibly can um and it was awesome because it's like you work in the industry long enough that there's so much overlap of people. And I have friends that are friends with the guys on the show. And so I got to set and it was like, Jared Pedal, he was like, Hey, like so-and-so said that you were coming. And so that was just nice to feel super welcomed onto the set and not to feel, because it was my first, first guest star yeah. um, on a show that like I watched, you know, I sat well, because J- Jane the Virgin was more of like, it was a co-star, I think. Um, but where it was more like the episode, I did more in the episode. Um, right. and I just remember there's one scene where it was like, uh, he, Jensen had to throw this amulet to me. And I was like, I'm not the most athletic person when it comes to coordination, like stunts, dancing, I can learn all that stuff, but like, you're going to need to run and catch this thing that's on a chain. That's not going to come at you like a ball would. It's like. <laughs> oh my god! I pay so much money to watch. I pay so much money to watch all this go down. Um, this is what I will say though. I must have hyped myself up so much. I was like, "Okay, angels, God, everything. You need to help me because I cannot mess this up." <laughs> so I totally caught it on the first try. Oh, that's great! So happy. Um, but yeah, because it was we we were about to shoot the scene. And Jensen came up to me. He's like, "So how good are you at softball?" And I was like it didn't click in my head why he was asking me. And I was like, Oh, I only played T-ball when I was little. And I used to get hit in the head, like every time. (laughs) (laughs) And feeling confidence everywhere you go. (laughs) And he's like, cool, this is going to be great. I, I, it didn't click until I was like, Oh, you were trying to see if this scene was going (laughs) to, how long was this scene going to take? Well, it didn't take long. So you got it. Good. And so that you, you nailed that Jane, the Virgin, as you said, but, the one that, you know, obviously was the one everyone I remember in our space talking about and so bizarre to me was when and, and I'll say and for a reason for when you got um, when you were cast as Meghan Markle. Um, and I don't say it was bizarre because you were cast It's bizarre because I actually had known her at one point. And, and I remember texting you immediately when I heard saying, you know, like, uh, this is this is crazy. What are you what are you going to be doing? And and so that was your first kind of big starring role in a movie and for sure. yeah, as your first lead. So what, how that overall experience for you, like this, are there things, cause I, I feel like with stand up comedy, I'm on the same way. I look back, you know, and I go, ah, oh, I would have done that differently. I would have done this different, but 
over because I told you, I, um, Sadie and I watched it. and I thought you were f- phenomenal in, in the movie. But I, I, but I always, I always ask as 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 artists because I feel like artists are never always, um, always looking and saying I would have done this or maybe you say no, I'm I'm glad I did that, but maybe with more, um, I don't know. Like, how did you feel about overall the the, the experience? Um, the experience was like game changer for me. Yeah, obviously. I mean, maybe not obviously, but it was. It was. It was my first time being a lead. It was <clears throat> the first time I had to do like love scenes. It was the first time I had to do uh, emotional crying scenes. I had to, there was a baby, there was a dog. <laughs> like, it was, it was so much. And knowing that this project was riding on me and Charlie who played Harry. Yeah. Um, and it was weird because I think, you have moments where you audition for things or you go in for a project or I'm sure everyone where it's like you go in for an interview and you're like, hmm. like, yes, there are nerves, but there's just a feeling of like, this is mine or it's not. And right. I feel like it is mine. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I worked really hard. I definitely like worked with a coach. I um, watched as much stuff as I could. I, I, this is one thing that I was going to say, I forgot when you were asking me about moving so much. Um, my dad always used to ask me on my first day of school, like, what are you, what are you going to wear on the first day? Like, what do you want people to see about you? Um, and like when I moved from California to the East coast, I wore like rusty, no fear, like all kinds of California surfer girl stuff. So I love, like, I still do that now where it's not, it's not about like, Oh, what do I want to pretend I'm like? But if I feel a certain way, I'm going to dress a certain way. I love fashion, whether it's geek or, you know, sustainable green, whatever it is, but it's, for this one, it was fun to get to look up stuff with her where it was like, okay, what was she wearing? What kind of stuff did she wear before she started dating or before they got married? Yeah. Um, okay, I'll wear this or something that it was things that like, where, how can I find what feels the most me in her? Um, yeah. And the shooting experience was, I, I feel like it was grad school for acting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was three weeks and I was home after, and I think it was maybe a week or two after that the trailer came out. Yeah. Which doesn't happen. Like normally you don't shoot and get the trailer that quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, which was actually really amazing because for it being my first lead, I was nervous because I was like, I don't know, I think I'm doing well on set. Everyone's saying I am, but like maybe I'm gonna watch it and be like, oh my God. Like (laughs) um and so getting to see the trailer so quickly after was really encouraging. Um, and as cheesy as it sounds, I definitely like teared up a little bit watching it. Cause I was, I felt really proud of myself that I was like, is a big undertaking. I left. And I, when I went to go shoot, I was definitely nervous. I was, you know, well, cause like you said it's on, it's on, well, there's a lot of different reasons. One, like you said, it's a movie that's all on your shoulders. Plus you're playing one of the, the, you're playing royalty and you're playing one of the, the biggest personalities in, uh, in, in, in the world at the moment, you know, and, and it's, that's, there's, of course there's a lot of pressure. Um, yeah. and with that was, and I know I asked you this last time and I'm sure the answer is still the same, but, uh, no contact from her ever at all. Right. No, I wouldn't assume I, so. I mean, one day maybe, but I think it's it's one of those things where it's like I, yes, it was there. There's pressure of it being her being a real person, obviously. Yeah. Um, there's also the pressure of you know, which I what I think was interesting is like some of the pressure that I felt, not even close to what she feels, but right. where it's like, oh, I'm taking on this role and representing someone who means so much to multiracial and 
mixed girls out there um, or just people of color, you know, that um, taking that on and then also taking it on after another actress had done it and done it so well, Um, which I think that that was one of the things for me. I, I always want to be as like talking about spirituality where it's like, I always want to be learning and growing and I don't ever think I'm finished. And um, I, I reached out to Parisa. I was like, a friend knew her. And I was like, do you think she'd talk to me about the project? Cause mm-hmm. I just want to like take any gems of wisdom that she has. And if she's willing to chat and we have become friends, we talked on the phone for like hours before the movie, we went to lunch and stuff a bunch afterwards. Um, she just booked an amazing show. She's going to be on triage. She's, I think she's the lead on triage oh. uh, pilot that just got announced. Um, but yeah, so it, I, I always like I walked on set and the first day we shot stuff. Cause I was like, I, I don't know what camera lens does. What I don't know all of that stuff. I don't really understand what everyone at that time, like what everyone's job was, Yeah. but I knew it takes everyone to make this movie look good. I want to make them look good. And if I'm doing what I can to help them, like hopefully they'll do the same for me. Um, and I think it developed just a really good relationship because it was like the first scene we shot, it was um, in the car driving up to see Harry at his house. Yeah. And um, I was in the car with the AD and I just looked at him and was like, so this is my first lead project. Like anything that I can do to help out or, you know, just let me know. I'm totally open to learn. And if I'm doing something dumb, like, please tell me. Um, and from then on, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, they knew that I was willing to learn from everybody. And right. it was great. We, I, I could not have asked for a better cast and crew on that movie. Cause it was just, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Well, and now the other thing that you got, I don't, I don't know how much you can talk about this yet because there's not really much information on it, but you were announced as one of the cast members in the He-Man, um, voice or which, you know, you know, when that happened, how you kept that from me. Uh, I'm still never forgiving you for that, but I got, you know, I think Kevin Smith was on the show a couple of weeks ago and we, we definitely talked about, uh, about He-Man. We talked about He-Man when he was on SEM, but like, I'm, I'm obsessed with it, you know, and I'm, and I, and from what his take and understanding kind of where he's going with it and the whole process, can you talk at all about what you're doing or what you're involved in or not really? Um, not really. I mean, I can tell you my character's name is Andra, okay. uh, and she's awesome yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I voice her. <laughs> That's all you can tell me. Did you shoot her? Can you tell me if you if you already shot? Uh, we did record stuff. Okay. Um, and I wasn't. I didn't know we were allowed to. Like, here's the thing. Kevin will post things, and I'm like, okay. Kevin posted like a photo of us in the booth, and I was like, cool. I guess. <laughs> and yeah. then once um the actual announcement came out, which that in itself was so funny because I didn't know who else was cast on it. I mean, the yeah. thing with voiceover that's weird is that a lot of times, like you don't record with other people. You don't ever actually get to be around everyone at the same time. One, cause it's a series and two, cause it's, you know, you can do voiceover from all over the world, which we're seeing even more of now as we're all yeah. in quarantine. Yeah. Um, but when the name, the list of names came out, I was like, Oh, oh my God. You have to, once, once you're able to talk about it, yeah, we're going to, we're going we're gonna to deep dive into that show. Um, Sure. I don't keep you any longer. We, we've been, we've been, uh, uh, thank you so much for, for joining me today. It was awesome to catch up. I feel like you and I, if we wanted to, we could talk for like five hours, yeah. but, uh, I was like, I feel 
it's sad because I'm like, we're going to have to like offline so I can hear what's more of what's going on with you. This was like, let's talk about Tiffany. Well, that's what the show is. That's what the show is. I, I know. I, that's what I'm saying though. We have to offline. So we will. Absolutely. We will. And, and when we are, we able to, we'll go get, uh, we'll grab, we'll grab food, grab some lunch, yeah. some, whatever it is, but it's, it's always, it's great talking to you. I'm glad that you're doing so good. And I'm glad that, you know, there's more stuff to come. Obviously I'm glad that you got Loki. That's Thank awesome. You. <laughs> even when he knocks my computer off the tv stand which, which he's, now he's like totally fresh asleep i mean that's what i will i was like shoot because this morning i had to um, the industry starting up again so it's self-tapes and stuff so yeah. he literally is like oh you were gone all morning working mm, now you want to do a podcast no yeah. you're gonna play with me Exactly. Five, six months. I get it. Yeah. Uh, the great Tiffany Smith, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check her out. You can go. At, is it still Tiffany's tweets or did you change it? Oh, it's Tiffany underscore Smith. There you go. Tiffany underscore Smith. See, I know you're old school. Tiffany yeah. underscore Smith and check out all the stuff that she is doing, has done. Just just look her up. You'll be uh, and watch old episodes of Schmoes because those are those are some really good ones back then. Great ones. All right. Tiff, as always, it's a pleasure to have you. A pleasure to have you guys. Make sure that you rate, comment, do all that. Go to the Apple Podcast and leave us a rate and review there. Uh, it's important. It helps the show out tremendously. Gets us high on the list on TV and film. Got other great episodes. You can check us out on YouTube. Also air these on Fridays. They air for the podcast listeners on Thursday. The Fridays were on YouTube. So, all right, guys. Thank you very much. For my go son. vote. Go vote. Definitely. I think at this point, everybody will have voted when this comes out. I mean, it comes out Friday. You're right. Vote. All right. We'll see you later.